Hello and welcome to another episode of A Bad Bitch and Politics. It is me, A Bad Bitch, and we are going to roll in and rewind all the way back to last Tuesday where the House voted to raise the debt ceiling by $480 billion. I just want to remind everybody that the debt ceiling, once again, is the amount of money that the U.S. owes. It's our debt. It's not for future spending. Now, every single time that this issue comes up that we need to raise the debt ceiling, Republicans and Democrats both blame each other. They blame, you know, whoever was president. Obviously, Donald Trump was president last. Um, and I think he added $7 trillion during his term. And you know, obviously that's a lot of money, but debt is going to get added regardless. Uh, it's, it's why we're spending that debt that becomes the issue. Um, now, the Republicans did not vote to raise the debt ceiling. They either didn't vote at all, like they just refused, or they just voted no. And this is where I think I have an issue and where I'd like to discuss a little bit and spend a little time on this because... If we don't raise the debt ceiling, the U.S. goes into default. Just like if you don't pay your debts, you go into default and, you know, it's a big ball that just increases into a bigger mess. And if the U.S. went into default, it would cause a catastrophic economic catastrophe in this country. So by the Republicans voting no and being... I hate to use the term childish because everybody in Congress is childish, um, but by them just voting no or not voting is just extremely childish and it puts our country in a horrible position and they're just doing it out of politics. And I know we shouldn't be shocked by this, but it's like we have we have grown-ass adults acting like this and it's just insane to me. It almost makes me want to, like, ask a Republican uh, in Congress, obviously, like, do you want, would you rather the U.S. go into an economic catastrophe because you want to be childish, or do you want to just take care of business right now? And I just want to ask some straight-up questions and have them give me straight-up answers. None of this around work around the question to come up with an answer that doesn't really answer the original question um but I know that's what they are trained and used to doing and I'm actually looking forward to hosting different political candidates on my podcast from both sides of the aisle and asking them straight up questions and having them answer with a straight answer um there there is no ifs ands or buts I want to know why did you vote no and put the U.S. in a position to go through possibly another recession? Because that is, like, totally insane. So, anyways, the debt ceiling did get raised, not to any help from the Republicans, I will remind you. Um, but, however, it is just an extension to um, December 3rd, where we will have to, once again, revisit this, just like the budget uh, was an extension. So, December time rolls around, and we're going to be talking about the same exact thing. Moving on from the debt ceiling, because we can kind of 
get a sigh of relief that our country is, you know, not going to go into an economic recession as of yet. Um, moving on to uh, the supply shortage. I was going to mention this last time, however, I did not want to freak people out. I didn't want everybody going crazy and have me be the cause of that. But as you have noticed, there is a supply chain shortage and it's not that there's not enough supplies. We just don't have the means to, to um, get them to where they need to be. So Biden came up with this idea to open them and run them, these ports, that is, uh, 24-7. And, you know, it's a great idea, you know, obviously putting more hours into it. Um, it's a great idea. Like, my, my personal concerns in this is, are they going, are the workers going to be treated fairly? Are they going to get the money they deserve for working all those hours? Are they going to get the breaks that they deserve? Do we have the people to do this? Are there people around there that, you know, are applying for these positions that they can work and, you know, are there incentives to do it? And my concern is just for the employees and the workers that are going to be doing all this work. If these ports are going to be open 24-7, I feel like there's going to be, you know, you're, I don't know anything about that working in that area, but I'm assuming it takes a lot of people to process all this stuff coming in um so it's a great idea in theory i'm you know curious to see how it works out i hope it works out i just want the employees at the end of the day to be getting the money that they deserve i'm just really hoping that people do not freak out um like they did at the beginning of the pandemic with the toilet paper obviously and food it was ridiculousness and there's no need to freak out i noticed a week ago, there were some people that were stocking up on bottle, like cases of water. And it's like, do you normally drink that much water? Yes or no? I mean, here's a helpful tip. Go out, buy a Brita filter that connects to your sink or a Brita filter pitcher. I use one of those and it filters your water. It's like amazing. And my recommendation is to use one of those instead of stocking up on water looking like a crazy person who is just buying water because they're freaking out. We don't, we don't want that. We want people to remain calm. There's going to be product there. It's just going to take a little extra time to get there until it works itself, works itself out. If we go crazy and act crazy, it's just going to prolong the process of getting these items to the shelves. So relax, take a deep breath. There's so many places out there that, you know, you don't, you don't need to do that. <laughs> um, and that's why I didn't mention it before because I was so worried that people were going to act crazy and I did not want to be the cause of that at all. And I know we're kind of jumping around a little bit, but honestly, there has been so much that happened this past week. And I know I say that every single week, but it's just, it's so crazy the amount of stuff that's going on in our country every single day. And I don't know if I have the time to talk about it on one podcast. So I might have to, you know, start doing two podcasts a month and just, you know, two long podcasts because there's just so much information to get out there and I jump around a lot. Anyways, speaking of jumping around, 
we are going to jump to the January 6th uh, investigation going on and let's talk about Steve Bannon who was an advisor to Trump at one point during his presidency and he was supposed to testify before the select committee that is investigating the January 6th insurrection but he actually did not show up. His attorney sent a letter claiming um, that he's exec he's exercising his executive privilege and I'm curious to see how this will hold up because I don't think executive privilege applies because Steve Bannon was not um, the advisor for the whole presidency. It was at one point. And during the January 6th insurrection, he was not an advisor to Trump. And Trump is no longer president. He did not work for Trump during that time. So I'm not understanding how uh, executive privilege would apply here. And we will see what kind of criminal charges get brought against him and how that plays out. Because, you know, Normally, if you get subpoenaed, you have to show up if that's what the subpoena said. And at first, I was like, okay, so go arrest him because he defied the subpoena. And then I looked into it and there's rules behind all of this. And to me, they're a little archaic, but um, apparently there's like, you have to wait three days and you have to do this and you have to do that. So... Of course, like everything, there is a process that needs to be followed because I, like other people, were like, what the heck? Why, why isn't the committee arresting him right now for doing this? So there is a process and we are following the process and as soon as um, people start testifying, I will be reporting on that because people want to brush the January 6th insurrection under the rug and it's like, you guys, there's a group of people in a cult that literally tried to overrun our government on that day. It was a huge event. And the way people are acting so chill about it is like low-key scary. Because if we're just going to brush that under the rug, like the next time they do it, it's going to be bigger. It's going to be more violent. Um... Of course, this is all my opinion, so take it or leave it, but it's just so crazy, and all of this happened because, like, many reasons, but in a nutshell, Trump started claiming that the election was fraudulent, he's the real winner, there have been so many court cases, and I'm actually tired of talking about it, um, I talked about it so much during my mornings with Joss, uh, time period and I'm just so exhausted like there have been court cases after court cases after court cases there have been audit after audit after audit and there is still zero evidence that there was fraud now I spoke about it during my mornings with Joss yes in every single election there are those few votes where people voted illegally by illegally I mean you know they voted under a dead person's name or they're not eligible to vote and they voted but those are like one one in so many like not enough to make a difference to make the margin so wide that one president wins over another and most of the 
audits and things that they've been finding were votes for Trump, not Biden. So it's kind of backfiring in a way for Trump. And I've digressed a little bit here, but I just want to stress the importance of this because there's a group of people out there that still to this day thinks that it was fraudulent with zero evidence. And I just, I'm a facts type of gal. I, I base my opinions off of facts. If there were if there were true evidence of fraudulent votes that this whole thing was fraudulent, I would look into it and I would, you know, put my own opinions to the side and agree with the facts. But the facts are it was not fraudulent. So, we digressed a little bit and that's okay. Now, there is one more thing I wanted to discuss before I wrap this up. Um, and that is I want to talk about becoming complacent. I know there's um, people in this country that think that racism is not a thing. And I will speak until I die on racism. It is a thing. We need to acknowledge it so that we can fix it. We need to acknowledge white privilege so we can fix it. And I want to stress this because, of course, last week was Indigenous Peoples Day. And somebody that I know um, posted on Facebook, Happy Indigenous Peoples Day. And there were so many people commenting and responding like, no, it's Columbus Day, blah, blah, blah. And there was one guy that compared it to Black Lives Matter. And I, and he just started spouting off very, very racist things. And I, I can't let that just sit and have me scroll by. Because the more we become complacent in letting things just go by like that and not speaking up and out against racism, these people will become louder and think that, you know, it's okay. It's more and more okay to be racist and openly say racist things. And I just cannot become complacent and, and not say anything. So um, I did speak up against against the racism that he was spouting off and I... It got to a point where he didn't answer my questions and he never responded. And I'm really hoping that it's because he took a step back and looked at what he was saying, looked at my explanation of what he was saying and why it was racist, and thought to himself, you know what? That is kind of racist, what I said. And he is self-reflecting and was changing himself and that's what I was hoping for. But um, if you think that Columbus Day should be Columbus Day and not Indigenous Peoples Day, just because, you know, that's how it's always been, which is a lot of the reasons what people were saying in the comments. And um, I saw a lot of uh, people called it PC America. I'm assuming they're meaning politically correct America. Let me just ask you one thing, okay? If... If you want Columbus Day to be Columbus Day, because that's always how it's been, but you have a group of people that are saying, hey, this is offensive to us. Wouldn't you put your opinion to the side and say, you know what? I acknowledge that it is offensive to you and I will change it because Columbus Day being Columbus Day or Indigenous Peoples Day may not affect you, but it has a huge impact on a specific group of people. So put your opinion to the side and acknowledge the other people. That's all I'm asking. 
people say like this isn't offensive this is offensive okay why why isn't that offensive to you because you are not that race you don't you're not of that ethnicity you know what i'm saying if it's offending somebody try to acknowledge and understand why why it is being offensive to them maybe then you'll have an understanding and change your mindset instead of just getting angry because somebody's offended just acknowledge why they why they are feeling the way they're feeling. You don't have to be so angry because there's change. I mean, people get angry at the term politically correctness. I don't view it as being politically correct. I just view it as being a decent human being and acknowledging that something is offensive to somebody. And I guess that's just that's just my point. I don't see political correctness. I just see human decency. And with that, we will close out this episode. I hope you all have a great week. I will see you all next time. Remember to go out there and be the baddest bitch that you can.